Traveling the Vortex, Patreon exclusive. Welcome, Patreon supporters, to the first edition of the Great Traveling the Vortex Doctor Who Trivia Quiz. Now, many long-time uh, listeners will remember that Traveling the Vortex once had a traveling quiz show, uh, then called the Great Traveling the Vortex Quiz Show, that we took to conventions and we had contestants answer a series of questions to win a prize. Well, we thought it might be fun to give our Patreon supporters a chance to play. So here we go. I'll ask a series of 10 questions. You have an opportunity about 10 seconds to come up with the answer. After all the questions are asked, then I'll go back and I'll give the answers and you can see how well you did. Ready? Well, good luck. Let's get started. Question number one. In the Doctor Who two-parter, Time of Angels and Flesh and Stone, a race called the Aplans is mentioned. The Aplans were the native inhabitants of the planet Alfalva Metraxis. The question is, how many heads did the Aplans have? Okay, question number two. A favorite phrase of the 10th Doctor was, Allons-y! Now, according to the Doctor, what does it mean and in which story of Doctor Who was it first uttered? Question number three. Which first Doctor story is the only one to feature absolutely no incidental music? There's no incidental music whatsoever in this story. Can you name it? Question number four. The doctor meets and falls in love with Madame de Pompadour in The Girl in the Fireplace. The unusual but mature and affecting foray into a period romance. The clockwork men believe that uh, Rianette, or Madame de Pompadour, must be uh, how old before her brain will be compatible with the ship system. So how old did she have to be, according to the clockwork myth, uh, before her brain would be compatible with the ship systems? Number five. What was the doctor's nickname while he was at the Pridonian Academy on Gallifrey? What was the doctor's nickname while at the Pridonian Academy on Gallifrey? Question number six. What magazine did companion Sarah Jane Smith work for? This was the magazine she was said to be working for during the series, during the classic series. Question number seven. In the 10th Doctor story, Blink, the Doctor leaves his Easter egg on how many DVDs for Sally Sparrow? So how many DVDs did he leave an Easter egg for in warning her about the angels?
Question number eight. In which year was Doctor Who first broadcast in color? Not the year that it was first broadcast. That, of course, was 1963. What year was Doctor Who first broadcast in color? Question number nine. Which British band made a cameo appearance in the series Doctor Who? This will be in the classic series, and most specifically, this will help you out a little hint, was in the first Doctor's era. The British band that made a cameo appearance in the series Doctor Who. And finally, number 10, the last question. Who is this quote attributed to? The world would be a poorer place without Doctor Who. Who is this quote attributed to? Who said this? The world would be a poorer place without Doctor Who. All right. Let's go back and uh, take a look at the answers and see how you did. The first question in the Doctor Who two-parter, Time of Angels and Flesh and Stone, a race called the Aplans, is mentioned. The Aplans were native inhabitants of the planet Alfalva Metrix. Metrix. Metrixes? Here is the question. How many heads did the Aplans have? The answer is... Two and each apparently had its own separate intelligence and personality. Number two, a favorite phrase of the 10th Doctor was Allons-y. Now, according to the Doctor, what does it mean, and in which story of Doctor Who was it first uttered? And of course, here's the answer. According to the Doctor, it's French, and it means let's go, and he first used the phrase in the story Army of Ghosts. Question number three, which first Doctor story is the only one to feature absolutely no incidental music? The answer is The Smugglers. Now, this story is one of a few that I have not watched the reconstruction for. And of course, all of the episodes are missing, but I cannot imagine what it would be like to watch Doctor Who with no incidental music whatsoever. Moving on to number four. The Doctor meets and falls in love with Madame de Pompadour in The Girl in the Fireplace, the unusual but mature and affecting foray into period romance. The clockwise men believe that Rignette, the girl in the fireplace, must be how old before her brain will be compatible with their ship's system. And the answer is 37 years old. Question number five. What was the doctor's nickname while he was at the Pridonian Academy on Gallifrey? His nickname, Theta Sigma. The name was first implied in the fourth doctor story, The Armageddon Factor, and then was further established in the seventh doctor adventure, The Happiness Patrol. Question number six. What magazine did companion Sarah Jane Smith work for? The magazine that she worked for. It was called Metropolitan Magazine. Question number seven. In the 10th Doctor story, Blink, the Doctor leaves his Easter egg on how many DVDs for Sally Sparrow? 
So Sally learns that the doctor's attempting to communicate with her through the hidden messages um, within 17 separate DVDs. Larry, who's the owner of the DVD shop, explains that there are 17 DVDs and compiles a list containing those titles. So the answer is 17. Question number eight. In which year was Doctor Who first broadcast in color? Now remember, first broadcast in color, not first broadcast. First broadcast clearly was in 1963. We're in the anniversary year of it now, 60th anniversary. The first one to be broadcast in color was Spearhead in Space, and it was broadcast in January of 1970. Question number nine. Which British band made a cameo appearance in the series Doctor Who? And you've probably heard me say this a number of times on the podcast, but it is my absolute favorite band. In the episode The Executioners, which the story was later named The Chase, the Beatles appeared performing on the show Top of the Pops, which was a huge, huge, kind of like American uh, bandstand with Dick Van Dyke here in the U.S. Top of the Pops was sort of the British version of that. And uh, in fact, I think the the Top of the Pops ran for many years and may even still be running today. I'm not sure. And the 10th question, who is this quote attributed to? The world would be a poorer place without Doctor Who. Well, the answer is, in 2008, Stephen Moffat told The Guardian that Steven Spielberg was sympathetic when Moffat had to withdraw from the three-film 1010 project in order to work on Series 5 of Doctor Who. And Spielberg is reported to have said, the world would be a poorer place without Doctor Who. There you go. I hope you enjoyed the quiz. And be sure to look for another one we'll have coming soon, exclusively for you, our Patreon uh, subscribers. And we give our sincere thanks to you for your financial support of this podcast. We absolutely could not do this podcast without you. Thank you very much. And until next time, cheers. You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied. Direction point! Direction point! A Doctor Who Podcast Network.